Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. We had this question come across just the other day about how objections work inside my concept of the hex. As you know, those of you who know me very well, the hex is my core concept of who I am and what I teach. If you want more information on it, you can go to the website or else just look up one of my podcasts where I talk about it. Today, I'm going to tie the hex into working through objections. Now, just so everybody understands here, the name hex comes from the term hexagon or hexagram. Obviously, it's probably the most considered to be the most efficient shape found in nature. And it's structured really, its structure is really designed to maximize available storage and minimize any wasted space. Something that is interesting about the hacks and working through objections we'll get to because I think a lot of times people think of, you know, utilizing the hacks in prospecting or networking or they'll utilize the hacks in planning a family vacation or setting up or starting a business. And a lot of times people don't really think about how can I use the hacks to really truly uh build my business around overcoming or working through objections. Now the biggest thing in working through objections that one can do is obviously is make sure that you are getting to most of your objections through your presentation. And the big challenge that most people have and that is is they're not paying attention to and and taking notes and going through and listening to what the the you know the person wants or needs and therefore they're not even really realizing what the true objections are that are coming out so first stop is to do research and research is the first part of hex that i've identified in the six uh parts of the hex and by the way the hex can be used in any direction it is flexible um, you're going to find those we go through this how you can use the hex and objections and that it really does make sense research research will be it's going to be about yourself it's going to be about your customer and it's going to be about your competition so one may say well what do you mean about myself well you have to research yourself your own self-talk what are you telling yourself what are you sharing with others about yourself how are you feeling about yourself and then look at your customer and look at your competition as well as your product and your company. You have to spend some time on this. Spend time on researching everything about yourself, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you, you know, let people critique you. Um, when you're feeling pressed for an objection, how are you doing with that? Are you working through it? Are you overcoming it? Are you getting upset? You know, are you staying positive? What's your communication like during that process? That's good research on yourself. Another great thing is to research your product and knowledge. So you have knowledge on your product. Not that you spew that out. The idea is to have as much uh, product knowledge as you possibly can so that you can turn those features 
into benefits for the consumer or for that business that's purchasing your product. And this is all about creating your skill set. It's about understanding what you're good at, what you can improve at, how you can begin to read other people, um, and also begin to read you know, what's going on with the competition. Be able to understand what their product is, what their good, their bad, and their ugly is, and what makes them better than you, what makes you better than them. And then you have to create that uniqueness, of course, that we talk about on so many other pieces of our teaching. All right, the second one is design or planning. You have to plan or design what you're going to do in the... So if you're, you've got a series of objections that you, you're looking at, and if you take off from your mindset and you recognize that as humans, we're hardwired to seek negative aspects of all situations. We just are. It's our protective protection mode. And there's very few people that I've met. I've met a few that do not look at things that way, but most people in business do. They've got this automatic shield up, this wall up. And you'll find that top performers and successful business owners realize this. And so it starts with creating that plan inside, that your own plan, to be able to have your own, first of all, your own negativity, your own fear of failure, your own belief of not succeeding or not doing well. We got to get rid of that. And this is going to help us with, you know, creating our own confidence. Because let's face it, people are going to dump enough stuff on you. You don't need to be dumping on you while you're in front of the customer. So, and I I know that some people are like, well, what does all this have to do with objections? You know, get to the point of the objection. It has a lot to do with objections. Because with objections, many times objections are coming because... You do a terrible job at presenting. Now, I'm not just pointing fingers. I'm looking in, in, into my own being of what got me where I am today. Uh, I, I Maybe I didn't research the customer very well. I didn't know my product very well. I didn't understand myself and handling different personalities very well. All This all can be curtailed in research and then developing a plan to overcome that developing a plan, designing what you need to do to be in a better emotional state, a better psychological state to be able to deal with the the customers as the objections are coming. Maybe it means you need to meditate uh, before you go into each one of your next um, uh, presentations. Maybe Maybe it means that you have to spend time on this and, and begin to understand how you're breathing is coming out while you're working through. So there's just a lot of inner personal development that can go on inside of a person. And that design process is going to help you do that. And we have to design that also through designing a way to understand and get in front of uh, our customer in a way that they're excited to have us there and they don't have that shield up the moment that we walk in. So a lot of work can be done to help design your um, style. And part of that comes with messaging. The third part, message, research, design, and message. Message is about delivering to yourself. What are you telling yourself? What message are you sharing with yourself? 
What message do you want to be sharing with yourself? What message are you sharing with others? And what message would you like to be sharing with others? So part of the messaging process is about understanding that we have a message that we're creating. How are we delivering that? And are we delivering that through our sales presentation in a way that's going to take care of, that's going to eliminate objections, that's going to save us time and money so that we're not spinning our wheels in front of the customer every time we go out. So one thing that I quickly realized is that when I first started looking at designing my plan and creating my message and how is my communication going to be projected um, in into the space of the potential customer, how is that going to be laid out? How is that going to be delivered? In what way am I going to be delivering it? And when will I make those delivery uh, assertions? So how is that, how's that all going to come about? And that's all part of setting up and preparing for the presentation, for the potential of objections and what they may look like. So then as we move then through to the act phase, so we've got our setup, we've got our preparation in place, the act phase, when we are acting, when we're in front of the person, when we're sending an email, when we're communicating in some form, what is it that we're we're working toward? Obviously, we want to get them to say yes. Yet, what we're really looking to do is we're looking to present to them in a way that solves their problems. So in that preparation phase, one point that I would go back and point out is, is your research, is your design, is your message put together in a way that would be able to solve their problem. Then when you're when you're releasing that information to them in a presentation form, in a phone call, in, in, in setting up uh, the appointment, in the entire process that you're working through, how you have your phones answered, um, everything, your customer service, you name it. All of that action part, how that's being, how that customer is coming through the system and is acting then inside your system, which is up until now, you in front of, uh, just in front of them presenting. Then we move into the engagement phase and the engagement phase is where the questions begin. That's when if you haven't done a good job of presenting, they're going to ask some questions. Or maybe you have done a good job of presenting and they weren't paying close attention at that moment. Possible. Or maybe they you sent an email to them and there's certain things in the email that they need to have questions about. Maybe you posted something on uh, some social media that you have and they have some questions about that. That's part of the engagement process. It's part of the engagement process then is answering questions and working through objections. There's going to be statements, there's going to be questions, and there's going to be objections themselves. So that's the part of the communication process then finds itself in the engagement. How you respond and, and you know, are you listening closely? Are you paying attention? 
Are you speaking with patience? Are you understanding what the objection is? Are you taking that objection, uh, giving it back to them? In other words, repeating it back to them to make sure that you're clear that this is what they're a little bit concerned about. And then offering up your expertise as to how the benefit of your product and you as a service that would help to make certain that that objection is taken care of. So that all comes through the patience process. That all comes through the value of listening to them. That all comes through answering the questions. That all comes through continuing the dialogue. Most important part of doing business with somebody is in the presentation and engagement is continuing the dialogue. Now somebody says, well, you don't want to just talk and talk and talk. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you feel like you're losing it through some objections that are coming through, the most valuable thing you can do is continue with the dialogue to keep them engaged. Engagement is going to be the most important part of your piece here once you've got this presented, that engagement process, because nothing else after this is going to matter if you lose them, other than the fact that you can learn to grow by growing from what they did or said or what you should have done differently. You can learn to do that. So then the next step, of course, is I just mentioned grow. So after you've done the engagement process and they have uh, become a customer or not become a customer, you go into the last phase of the hex, which is called grow, and working through objections. How did I miss this? How did I miss this business? What did I do that caused me to lose this business? And you're jotting it down, you're journaling it, you're going back through. Could you have a second chance? Is that a possibility? And you just work through those processes to grow. Did you get the business? If you did, what caused you to get the business? What are some of the things that you did right? And, um, you know, did you, were you, were you happy? Did you laugh? Did you engage? Were you positive? What are the things that you did right to, to, or did you just get lucky? And they were just ready, uh, you know, and, and therefore maybe a lot of the preparation phase that you had worked through took care of it. So all of this is going to help you understand working through objections and utilizing the hex. I pointed out the six parts of the hex to be able to work through the objection. And then when you're sitting with somebody and you get an objection, sometimes you have to find drill right down into that six part piece. And in your mind go, okay, this objection, I don't know the answer. I'm going to have to do some research. I'm going to have to design a way to get this information back to you, Mr. Customer. And then I'm going to, uh, and I'll, and I'll do that. And so in your mind, you're thinking, I got to get the, I got to make sure I message this correctly. I got to make sure I'm answering this correctly. I got to make sure that, so the, the point is, is that at any given moment, you can utilize the six points of the hex to do what you're doing. And in this case, working through objections. This gives you a great foundation of how the hex works in working through objections. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com.